Welcome to Mr. Brillo's Musings, your weekly update for what's going on in Maroon Team Social Studies. What a week here at the middle school line. Second week down, it seems uh, most of you are, or most of us are getting settled in with technology. Uh, things we needed are, are hopefully all delivered and we're getting ready to go here, firing all cylinders. Uh, many people have been asking me about uh, how I like my role this year so far, and I tell them I'm conflicted. Uh, I'm really enjoying this job, but I, I also, I really miss the students. And I kind of get jealous when I see all of the teachers in the hallways talking to kids and you know, it's I struggle with these kids not knowing me. But one of the great parts of my job is uh, I'm getting to spend more time with all the faculty and staff in the building and getting to see some of the really cool things that people have going on in their classrooms and then share it up with all of you. Uh, so this past week, I saw a lot of really neat things, but one thing really stuck with me in particular. Um, and earlier this week or last week, Amber invited me into her seventh grade ELA class and she had a lesson she was doing on email etiquette. I thought it was a, a great idea. Uh, unfortunately, I, I had to leave, so I couldn't catch the whole thing, but I, I saw part of it and I, I loved it. Uh, I think it's awesome that she's thinking about having her kids do something so relevant uh, with information that can be helpful to our students. I think too often we all assume that since these kids are you know, what we call the digital natives, uh, they can use techno technology effectively in school, and it's really not the case. Um, usually, the kids have to be explicitly taught how to do things like sending appropriate emails, navigating Google Drive, um, and using technology for education, not just entertainment. I think any of you parents know your kids can can navigate to YouTube quite easily in all the games and Fortnite or whatever, but you know when it comes time to emailing a teacher, that gives them stress and anxiety. So I thought it was a really great idea. Uh, just to talk about email etiquette, and I think <laughs> we all could probably use a refresher course on that from time to time. So great idea on that one, Amber. So we're in the portion of the podcast that, for lack of a better term, I like to call one quick tech tip. Um, and uh, this is just something hopefully you can use and it doesn't take you too long to adapt. Um, while most of us are on board using Google Classroom, um, regularly, I wholeheartedly suggest you think about how you organize your class and manage specifically the stream and the classwork sections. Be very intentional with how you create things. Be very intentional with how you lay out your class and think about what makes best you know, for the students. Um, I'll tell you, it's not easy to be organized and keep everything cleaned up. It will involve front-loading work for you, sometimes a lot of work, but I promise in the end, it will come back to you. The time will come back. Your students will uh, be clear on where to go and how to get things finished. Uh, your parents will be appreciative of it. So think about that. Um, it's, it's, it's important, I think. To this end, I've, I've included um, a little video about uh, how to use your stream. Uh, it's, it's on my, my blog, Mr. Brillo's Musings. I have the link in there. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a great video that just shows you, you know, maybe limit the stream simply to your announcements. And then anything you want the kids to interact with or the kids to do, any of, any of that goes right to classwork. Uh, so if you get a, get a few minutes to watch this video, it's from Google. Uh, it's about best practices for organizing your stream and using it to help help your students without confusing them. Check it out.
All right. And finally, the last segment here is my own two cents. And for some of you, you might skip this each week, but some of you might enjoy it. I don't know. You might tell me I'm wrong. Um, whatever. It's kind of what I think. And earlier this week, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. I'm a podcast nerd. Um, and this one's called Check This Out from Educational Podcast Network. You've never heard it. Um, I have a link on my blog. It's a phenomenal place to go. Uh, but the hosts were having this great conversation about parenting and teaching and kind of made me think about things. And one of the hosts, Ryan, was talking about the term lawnmower parents. And I'm sure you might have heard of lawnmower parents before, where the idea is that a lawnmower parent is someone that totally destroys anything in the pathway to success of their student, of their child, right? So that, you know, it's like a helicopter parent on steroids, where not only are they going to be there, they're going to be there to make sure that the student has everything or their child has everything they need to succeed. And they never encounter any hiccups in life. And I, I think most of us will agree that might not be a great thing um, because when we take away those the, the obstacles, we rob our, our children of the experiences of overcoming adversity, building resilience, right, and working to overcome those challenges. So while we don't, most of us will agree we don't really want to be these lawnmower parents, I think it's important to, to think, and this is what Ryan was talking about, is don't be the lawnmower teacher either. Um, too many of us are without realizing it, becoming lawnmower teachers. And it sounds logical, right, that as teachers, we're going to do everything we can to make sure our students succeed and make sure our lessons and materials are packaged perfectly, ready to go before we give them to the students, right? It's got to be perfect. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not asking you, you know, why wouldn't, why wouldn't we want to do all we could to, to make sure we are setting our students up for success? But what, like Ryan points out on the podcast, and, and what I think is a great great idea is that, you know, don't be afraid to try things without them being perfect. Uh, instead, think about embracing challenges and modeling what it's like to problem solve with our students as they encounter obstacles and paths in their own learning, uh, right? Get dirty with the kids, you know, unroll, roll out a lesson that maybe you're not sure if it's going to work or not and modify it on the fly. I know it's hard and I, and I know it's scary to do, but hey, the kids need to learn these tools and, and what better way than to do it with us. Uh, so this year, hopefully throughout the year, so at some point you'll try something new. You'll challenge yourself and maybe lean on me to help you through those obstacles. Um, you know, I, I said it before in the, our faculty meeting, I've screwed up probably more than anybody else. Um, and I've learned a lot through my, my failures. So hopefully I can help you uh, to get through those too. So thanks for listening. Have a great week and see you later.